Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. So this week marks another exciting milestone for us here in Let's Talk Loyalty. The show is officially two years old. To help me review what's already been an incredibly exciting new career, I couldn't think of anyone better suited to have on the show other than my partners and friends at the Wise Marketeer and Loyalty Academy. So, to help me look back and forward at the world of loyalty in 2021, I'm chatting with Mike Capizzi, Director of Education at the Loyalty Academy, and his partner, Bill Hannafin, CEO and Managing Editor of The Wise Marketeer. So, Mike Capizzi and Bill Hannafin, to celebrate the two-year anniversary, I'm so excited. Welcome back, both of you, to Let's Talk Loyalty. Good day, Paula. It's good to be here. Hi, Paula. Wonderful, guys. Well, listen, I, I actually can't believe it's been two years. Um, I know the three of us have been working together for, for quite a few years, uh, but this has certainly been a very special experience for me. Um, I think, as usual, we're going to start just talking about all of our favorite statistics. Uh, but given, I suppose, all of the work each of us do in the loyalty industry, um, I really think we can start with almost like a then and now. So here we are. It's August 2021. So so let's have a look at August 2019 and I suppose essentially what's happened between all of us in the last two years. So maybe, Bill, I'll start with you. Tell me all about the Wise Marketeer then and now. Great, Paul. I have to tell you, 2019 seems a very long time ago, but <laughs> I can tell you that there's been tremendous progress and it's it's quite amazing. Actually, I think back to um, about two years ago, the Wise Marketer yeah. was a property that we were so excited about, but then we realized that our database was maybe smaller than we had hoped for. It was around 7,500 subscriptions. We did, we found this moderate level of engagement. We mm. we found that a lot of people had changed jobs. And so we were really in a place of rebuilding the list, um, okay. trying to understand more about everybody. And today, good mm. news, we have almost 11,000 people that are actively engaged. That's, that's about a 38% increase, if my math's correct. Wow. And that represents people in about 115 countries. And um, and when I say engaged, I really mean that the, the time that people are spending on page, the number of visits every month, the, mm -hmm. the way they send us questions and the, the way they attend podcasts, all of that, I collectively, I just think it was engagement. But it's yeah. really amazing over the two-year period to see it just yeah. through, through, yeah, through our efforts, of course, but also organically just to see the audience grow and become much more uh, interested. Yeah. For Thank sure. You. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is the Global Standard Bill, which is obviously why I wanted our partnership from the outset. So congratulations. I mean, and to to have that many people mm -hmm. paying attention and opening those emails, I think that is the definition, because I think we've all been guilty of vanity metrics in the past where we build a list and then discover actually it's not the right audience in terms of quality. So you must be super proud of those results. Very proud. I'm, I'm also very proud Honestly, no patronizing involved with our relationship, because that's the other thing that two years ago we were talking about um, a podcast, this idea of a podcast. And I know that it was a long time in planning for you because we had we'd had chats here and there. Yeah. But to think about the beginning of it and and maybe the courage that you had, the risk that you took to put it out there. 
Mm -hmm. uh, because it was at a time when there really wasn't anything of this of the like out there. But yeah. to see how it's grown and and the audience that you've developed and just uh, I go different places and talk to people and they'll mention let's talk loyalty to me and wow. and so I'm just say you know it's um, it's all yours but we're also <laughs> so proud of you. It's sort of like you're our, uh, in the family. So we're we're just Wonderful. really pleased to have a partnership with you and. Wonderful. Then we see the traffic. That's another place where we see tremendous traffic. So um, um, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's contributed to our growth as I hope it's contributed to yours. Oh, undoubtedly, Bill. Thank you for those lovely words, actually. That that, that really means a lot. Um, Mr. Mike Capizzi, I'm sure you have some wonderful um, growth in the last two years, then and now. Tell us all about the Loyalty Academy since 2019. Well, Paula, you know, similar story. A um, lot of growth, a lot of success overall. I mean, we started with... 26 original CLMPs. Mm -hmm. And today we have over 200 uh -huh. in 26 different countries around the world. Wow. And most of that's come in the last two years. But yeah. We've also been doing these uh, educational workshops mm -hmm. um, and certification programs in person before mm -hmm. COVID. Yeah. Um, and we've done them in five countries now Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Canada, and the US. Yeah. And as you know, Paula, we will be conducting a, our inaugural um, workshop in the region for uh, the MENA region yeah. in Dubai in December. Wow. Uh, and that'll be our first in-person event in two years. So we're very excited about that. Wow. And, yeah. uh, you know, COVID interrupted all of our plans. We were going to do additional workshops in 20 and 21. We we're going to go to Dublin, mm. uh, Mumbai, and uh, we'll probably go back. Uh, we just need to wait for the situation to get a little bit better. Yeah. But I think yeah. the interesting thing is in the last two years that CLMP has become um, the standard. It's the global standard for professionalism mm -hmm. in the loyalty industry. And we're very, very excited about that. And I, I'd echo Bill's comments about uh, let's talk loyalty because we knew you would do a fantastic job. And <laughs> you were a CLMP and you supported <laughs> us from the very, very, very beginning. And we strongly believe that podcasts were going to work in our space. In fact, if we had been a little bit more together, we would have put one out there. <laughs> sure. But, yeah. There, there wasn't any, Paula. There wasn't any. You were the first. And now yeah. you've got, I don't know, five imitators. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. You know, and as Bill said, it, it is terrifying and was terrifying. And actually one of the most terrifying statistics, because uh, today I'll share a few of my statistics as well. But one of the ones that I really um, took to heart was uh, when I did my own kind of podcast training, they said that 90% of podcasts never make it past seven episodes. Now, as somebody who is guilty of, you know, starting a blog, stopping a blog, starting a book, not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's very easy to think that's the cool thing to be doing. Um, I'm not saying it just to kind of celebrate anything I've done, but uh, to anyone listening, I think podcasting is an extraordinary format, uh, particularly if you have good partnerships. So definitely this is really making it work for me. Um, but yeah, that was a scary statistic just to know how, how much hard work was going to be involved. I'm, I'm glad your podcast made it further than my book because my, <laughs> my, my book's still in that planning stage somewhere. 
Oh dear. Well, there you go. I think that's yeah. that's like the rest of us. So I'll add in a couple of statistics actually, just to to make it, I suppose, a bit more personal for me. As I said, super happy to have the the two year anniversary. And um, we're recording today on August the twelfth, and we'll be releasing this just after the anniversary. On so the anniversary itself is August twenty second. Um, so that's I suppose the first highlight. I have five quick highlights I want to mention because everybody listening has been part of this journey all the way along. So. For me, um, launching August 22nd was um, important personally. Um, it's actually my mother's anniversary. So um, that just kind of really seemed like something that uh, the universe was kind of supporting me in, in a strange sort of way. Um, then, as I mentioned, getting past seven episodes, that was pretty incredible <laughs> just to be able to say, OK, we're, we're on to the eighth. Um, third highlight was definitely partnering with The Wise Marketer and uh, Loyalty Academy. So can't leave that unsaid. And then just some of the numbers from my side for anybody who is interested. Um, certainly when I got past 100 episodes, that was that was super fun. Um, when we passed 50,000 plays of Let's Talk Loyalty, that was unbelievable. And my favorite one, which I haven't told you guys as yet, but I was told recently and I have now verified it. So Let's Talk Loyalty is actually now in the top 5% of global podcasts in the world. Oh, so, fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic. That's my little woohoo. Very proud of that. Yeah. So yeah, so That's thanks a for lot your of woo-hoo. <laughs> It is a lot of woohoo. So enough about me now, all the self-congratulatory stuff. So I want to get back into talking about our industry. So I think we've all seen extraordinary growth, um, as we said in the last two years in our individual businesses. But certainly, I suppose what I'm hearing is that the whole industry is growing. So it's not just the appetite for content or that we're all doing new stuff, but I really wanted to get both of your perspectives on why is the industry of loyalty growing so much at the moment, do you think? You know, I'll kick it off and let Mike just chime in, but I, I think it has a lot to do with with two things, with data. You know, when you, if you came down to one word, it's probably data. And I think that Companies have been talking for a long time about becoming customer centric. Yeah. How do they do that? Well, they, they know that they have lots of data available. There are all sorts of possibilities. Mm. And whether or not you liked a loyalty program, mm-hmm. I think uh, marketers inherently knew that somehow working with data in a very efficient manner and using that to, to know their customers better mm. would give them a good result. And there have been all sorts of ways to go about it, but some of them are some of them are going away through privacy regulation, legislations, things like that, or at least they're, they're being threatened, certainly. And then yeah. others potentially could go away through things like the the changes that Google is announcing. And whether it happens next month or two years from now, this the threat of losing the yes. cookie and the ability to track people online sure. means, um, wait a minute, how do we get to our customers and how do we really understand what they're doing, yeah. what their behavior is like? So I've seen a, an absolute resurgence in in companies of all sorts and types in understanding yeah. customers through data. And there, mm. and if we, it, it, maybe we'll get back to it, but if, if you um, <clears throat> have looked at the bond, uh, the loyalty report, their latest edition, which is the 11th edition that just came out yeah. recently, they've talked about one of the key findings that they highlighted was this disconnect between um, brand, this perception of brand affinity Mm-hmm. Um, between customer and brand. And they've said that marketers are dangerously disconnected from their customers' feelings about loyalty. Wow. So and the, statistics, the statistics bore it out that yeah. people yeah. surveyed said yeah. um, they thought they were loyal to a brand, but then their perception of the brand's loyalty to them was much lower. So 
Yeah. If you think about that, this potential disconnect, the yeah. desperation on the part of brands to try to make good on a promise they've made to shareholders and yeah. the, the stock markets and so on, the investor community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I think in a way that the, you know, loyalty, yeah. call it data-driven marketing, call it digital marketing, you know, whichever term you really prefer, yeah. absolutely is is getting a lot of emphasis right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really is. You're absolutely right, Bill. You know, no matter where you go, I mean, the demand, it's its absolutely insatiable. Um, and maybe it's just, you know, something as simple as when there's so few customers around, you simply can't afford to lose any, you know? That's right. That's <laughs> right. I mean, the age old math, it's, it sounds tried and true about the value of a customer yeah. retained versus the cost to go and acquire a new one. But yeah. that math is undeniable. Yes, right? and, absolutely. And people realize how important. So, Absolutely. Yes. And Mike, tell us from your perspective, what do you think has uh, driven the explosion? Well, I'm going to follow up on uh, what Bill was just talking about. Um, everywhere around the world today, Paula, there is um, an attack uh, against those kinds of systems and, uh, and platforms that um, use data in a second party or, or third party way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only going to get worse. Mm. I can't say that in every country this this practice will be outlawed or regulated, but we seem to be headed in that direction. Mm. So what is the best source for all first party data? Well, it's a loyalty program. Yeah. You know, and when I first learned this business, Paul, a long time ago, a gentleman who uh, was a pioneer, uh, Rick Barlow, taught me that uh, the beauty of a loyalty program is uh, the customer comes in and says, hi, here I am. Measure me. Yeah. Uh, And they do that in return for reward and recognition. Mm -hmm. It's simple. Mm -hmm. It's basic human psychology. So if we give them reward or we give them recognition, and I'm I'm defining that, Paula, in the broadest possible context, then they will give us their data. And if we use it responsibly, uh, then we've got a pretty strong first-party database going. And I think that's the explosion. Yeah. Um, The other thing is that, you know, we have more channels today than we've ever had before. Channels mm-hmm. to communicate and channels to transact. Mm-hmm. We have more means and more mechanisms and more platforms. So everything got cut in half and then the halves got cut in half. And then mm-hmm. what was yeah. left got cut in half. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's incredibly diffuse and you need a way to tie it all together. And the loyalty mm-hmm. program, again, appears to be uh, maybe the best mechanism for doing that. Yeah. So with all this competition and all these mm-hmm. channels proliferating, yeah. I need a way to have regular understanding of what my customers are saying and doing. Yeah. And uh, the loyalty program, um, I think it'll continue to be a, a future driver. Mm. And um, we'll uh, we'll ride the wave, Paul, because uh, yeah. uh, there's still some parts of the world where I, I see very little penetration mm. and other parts that are, you know, Mm. Can, do we need another loyalty program in the United States? Probably not. No. Probably not. If we did, it would be a very, very, very small business. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's funny, Mike, because what I'm also, um, I suppose, paying more attention to, and I probably even did it when naming the show when I look back, but I'm, I'm starting increasingly uh, to differentiate between the mindset of loyalty and the mechanics of loyalty. Because what I really feel is that, you know, sometimes loyalty programs get a bad rap. You know, they can be seen as expensive and, you know, how do you justify and prove the return on investment? But actually, 
especially when the company goes back to basics, which I think the pandemic has really required us to, then I think that the mindset of being loyal to your customers, which to your point, Bill, absolutely came out in that bond loyalty report recently. I almost think that that's really what people are really realizing once again. Am I right? Do you think that that's part of it? No, I, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. Um, you know, we've always had this argument about loyalty as a word, loyalty yeah. marketing as a program. Yeah. And some people want to take loyalty marketing programs and treat them like it's loyalty, the word, and it's not. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, these other guys run around and say there is no loyalty. Yeah. Especially to a brand. <laughs> there, there is no loyalty. Well, what does that say? What does that say for our industry? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, some of this is just definitional. Um, Bill and I used to make jokes years ago. Um, we did a lot of work in, in Central and South America. And, uh, you know, they have two they have two words to, for the topic. You know, the, the word for loyalty is different than the word for loyalty marketing. Oh, great. And, uh, the cool. French do that. I think the Italians do that. Okay. Uh, but nobody else does it. Over here, we just call it loyalty. So it's okay. very confusing to a lot of people. But yes. Yes. I believe what you said is yeah. absolutely part of it. There's no Good. doubt. Okay. Well, I think once again, I'm probably going to be quoting you, Mike, because I know I was quoting you before from your last show and you too, Bill. So it was great to have these uh, things to refer back to. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, we probably need two words. But anyway, we have one and, and we're doing good with those. Um, but just on this whole kind of explosion of growth, I think certainly both of you have done extraordinary uh, developments as well, particularly within, you know, whether it's the Wise Marketer or Loyalty Academy. So so tell us exactly what's been going on, first of all, within the Wise Marketer Bill to, uh, you know, really to, to support all of the people who are paying attention. Yeah, well, I think, you know, that our core mission is to be the, the voice of customer loyalty on a global basis. Totally. So we've tried very hard to not be perceived as just a, a U.S. Love voice that. piece Love uh, or yeah. even North American, you know. So we, <laughs> yeah. even though our, if you look at the, our um, readership and our subscriber base, we, we probably cover 128 countries and yeah. there is a skewing towards North America and then the U.K. and Australia yeah. and then a very long tail through the rest of those countries. But yeah. when we look at the, the interest that we're getting from sponsors and from inquiries for those mm. who want to have their voice out there, publish an article or white paper or something like that, it's yeah. coming from all parts of the world. So we, mm. um, Mike will tell you, before uh, COVID came around, we had workshops planned in, mm. yes, in the UAE, in Dubai, but also yeah. in India. Yes. Um, we've done them in Brazil before. We've been in Canada. We were Great. planning in the UK. So yeah. Mike's been in Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand region several times. So mm. we're, we're, um, we're, we're seeing the interest from all parts of the world and, mm. and we're getting inquiries from all parts. So, yeah. um, you know, one of the things anybody who's listening out there that wants to be, um, you know, a, a voice and have a partnership, yes. all you have to do is let Mike or I know, because there are a couple places in the world that we're trying to fill in a gap or two, but for okay. the most part, we, we have people on the ground, which is the beautiful thing. You know, yeah. we've all done our re desktop research at times. So we know how it's, um, yeah. Or has some shortcomings, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's of no course. substitute for me calling you and saying, yeah. what's, what's the market like in Dubai? What's it look like? Yeah. So yeah. that that's the kind of network that we have in place right now in so many of these markets. And that allows us the ability to, yeah. to get yeah. some really solid news and be timely and mm. get some great case studies and examples. And so that, yeah, the, the global aspect of the business is really coming to fruition, which is really great to see. Yeah. 
And just to pick up on the the, the, the writing and contributions bill, anybody mm. listening to this show, um, presumably if they do want to send contributions to the Wise Marketer, you're again happy to receive them and, and, and publish them if they're relevant for the audience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would invite people to do that. We surely were always interested to know what's happening yeah. You know, market reports or, or interesting programs, challenges that you've solved. Yes. Um, just a, a great story that you want to share with yeah. the marketplace. That that's what we that's that's what we think other marketers want to hear. So um totally. As yeah. long as you don't preach or try to sell your uh, your product, you know, we'll we'll edit that out. But you otherwise <laughs> we'd love to have your material. <laughs> And at some point, you'll have to check for us, Bill, just, just the sheer size of your archive, because I, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, like how many articles the Wise Marketer has published over the year, but I'm guessing it's tens of thousands at this point, it, is it? it, it it's, it's probably over 15,000, actually, wow. if you, if, yeah. inclusive of all. But Mike will tell you that even a more interesting statistic is yeah. the, the vault, something we call the vault, okay, which we, we think is a singular very unique asset in this industry, but we've yeah. accumulated um, resources, assets, which can be white papers or yeah. uh, research reports. And it's part of the Loyalty Academy right now. We'll, we'll probably mm-hmm. um, make it accessible to people as part of our CLMP community very soon. But yes. um, Mike can tell you there that, I mean, the quantity and the quality of yeah. reports and information there is fantastic. So. It sure is. Absolutely. I can testify to that. And Mike, back to you. Um, and even before you answer, actually, I, I meant to just for anyone who doesn't know CLMP, just to explain it's a certified loyalty marketing professional. So um, something I'm very proud to hold as, as one of my titles. So just in case anybody isn't aware, obviously, Loyalty Academy is easy enough to find. But I think CLMP is also a brand that uh, deserves a huge amount of recognition. Thank you. Mm. So tell us about this vault. Well, the uh, the Loyalty Academy has been collecting, uh, I'd say mostly research reports. So okay. if somebody someplace in the world puts out a research report, yeah. uh, and it's you know a, a verifiable source, mm-hmm. and it's a good study of something that is in our industry, around our space, mm. we'll categorize it and put it in the library. The library is, is digital. Yeah. We call it the vault because you can't get in there unless you've got the combination. <laughs> the combination cool. is you've got to be a, a member mm-hmm. of the Loyalty Academy community, uh, mm-hmm. of which all the CLMPs, of yeah. course, they're members for life. Yeah. But you can go in there and, and look for something. Now, we're real strong on general research and pretty mm-hmm. strong on things from North America. Uh, not bad in Australia uh, or or. South Africa, not bad. Uh, Most of the English-speaking countries, Paula. But as we move around the world, um, we see less research coming out of, you know, markets in Eastern Europe or in Asia Pacific and very, very little coming out of South America. So we're just trying to build a repository Mm. of um, research reports. We also have presentations and then some what we'd call thought leadership. We laugh and we say earning a CLMP is like getting a PhD in loyalty Mm. and you have to write a dissertation. (laughs) <laughs> and a dissertation is a piece of thought leadership, and that goes into the vault. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of fun with it. But the research alone, yeah. um, over 200 research reports are in there already. Yeah. And um, they're in their uh, chronological order. But anybody who's a member of our community can access and mm-hmm. maybe use that research report in their daily life. Um, that yeah. was the uh, original intention. 
Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. No, yeah. and I should talk about that more as well, Mike. So I'm glad you've reminded me um, because every so often people do come to me and said, you know, where can I find the latest research and reports? So so I need to make sure now that we, we direct them always to that vault. So and, and tell me about the uh, the Delphi report as well, Mike, because uh, your previous appearance on Let's Talk Loyalty, we talked about uh, some amazing research that you've done yourself with us as a community of loyalty experts around the world as CLMP. So, so tell us a bit more about uh, where's the Delphi report at? Well, we, we did two. And in 2020, we were going to do a third. We collected all the raw material. Uh, you participated. Yeah. And COVID came about and kind of ruined everything. <laughs> Here we and, go again. Um, oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the raw data was sitting there earlier this year. And yeah. Bill and I took a look at it and said, we, we might have to go back and refresh some of this okay. uh, because of what happened. Sure. And uh, we just haven't been able to do that yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And then the um, there's a new one. Um, we just put a report out the other day. Um, you know, around the world, there is this concept that we can take, say, points from a loyalty program. Yeah. And turn it into cash immediately at point of sale. Yeah. And there are a couple of uh, ways that this can be done today in e-commerce land. Okay. Mm-hmm. We yeah. see very, very, very little action to do this at any point of sale. Uh, especially mm. brick and mortar. Mm. So in essence, I could walk into my favorite store, any store. Yeah. And I could say, if I use this particular card, okay, mm. it'll be card length, of course. Yeah. I've got 20,000 points over here that I haven't used. Mm. Let me use them today to buy mm. that new shirt I want or my groceries sure. or yeah. my gasoline, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But yeah. any point of sale, as long as I use that payment card. Okay. Um, we would call that pay with points. It mm-hmm. was identified in Adelphi in uh, 2019 mm-hmm. as a trend um, that would be in the future of loyalty marketing. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to happen. So we just published our first report on a topic the other day. Cool. We went out and interviewed uh, card issuers mm-hmm. uh, and got some pretty good results back about this concept, qualitative sample. Mm-hmm. Now we're going out to consumers in the U.S., uh, and uh, we're going to ask them what they think about the idea. And then we're going to contrast um, in a new Delphi report. We're going to contrast what the consumer says versus okay. what the issuer said. Okay. And I'll run that by uh, some members of the panel. Um, sure. Some people that are very payment savvy, you know, Nick Chambers yeah. and Simon Rolls and guys like that. They know the payment space really well. And they know the loading sure. space. Yeah. So uh, we'll have that. Uh, before the year's out, we could do one a month. There's so many topics, Paula. <laughs> what's know. starting to happen is yeah. that um, we've started to do wise marketer research for clients. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Um, that's been taking up uh, a lot of our research um, endeavors. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. clients paying us to conduct market research for them. Yeah. And we think that's going to grow because people... Yeah. Want, uh, we know a lot about the industry and we have a lot of connections to people in the industry. Yeah. And people want to know what's going on. For and sure. sometimes uh, um, they'll go to a regular marketing research shop yeah. and start talking loyalty and nobody knows what they're talking about. Sure. Yeah. 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 So uh, we, we outsource the actual collection of the data, but okay. the design of the surveys, uh, the interpretation of the results, uh, okay. we do ourselves. So okay. um, I like uh, that. That's yeah. going to continue to grow in the future. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the very definition to me of a high quality problem, Mike, then is, you know, people keep asking us to do more work, you know, and, uh, and it's great work. So um, you'll have to make sure to send me all of those links so we can put them in the show notes as well. And uh, as and when you publish them, for sure, we'll share them with the audience. Wonderful. Okay. So, um, and actually, Bill, I wanted to ask you about something I know you've been working very hard on for the last couple of months, um, which is all about all of us women in loyalty. Um, so tell us all about the inspiration for this, because I think it's lovely what you're doing and super inspiring. I've watched uh, plenty of them myself. Um, so tell us all about women in loyalty. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Thanks, Paula. It's Women in Loyalty was an inspiration from uh, just a reality check that we did. Maybe walking in so many rooms, we said, <laughs> Mike and I and some others on our team um, looked at each other and said, did you ever notice that most of our clients are female? And mm. did you ever notice that when you went to a large conference that, <laughs> yeah. you know, half the room was female? And, and so it's it's such a, such a strong representation of women in the business. And there's yeah. so much brilliance about and. Yeah. Um, oftentimes you don't get to hear it, you know, and mm. so we thought that we really needed to have some kind of a venue. It's mm. it's recognition is the first stage. And I was thinking about women and loyalty in, in three ways. So recognition is kind of the stage that we're in right now. And I think we're up to maybe yeah. episode number six, something like that. We've got okay. next Wednesday, we have Leslie Seda from Impact 21, who's a lady that mm. literally her story is amazing. You have to listen to it. But she was selling uh, chemical lubricants back in the in the early stages of her career where she will readily tell you she was the only female in a room wow. full of dark sure. suits and yeah. uh, they treated her as you can imagine so yeah. you know she's but she she's uh, progressed to be probably one of the most well-known people in customer loyalty and the convenience in um, yeah. fuel space yeah. as you know, you know? Yeah. so but there's there's so many good stories and um, we you know we're fortunate the sponsorship um, of course we were seeking sponsorship for some of these but yeah, it, it didn't really take much of us um, of a reach, an outreach effort, because we had companies like FIS and Tenerity and Loyalty One cool. almost immediately, and now I think Epsilon, but immediately stepping up and saying, "Yeah, we love this idea. We want to yeah. support yeah. it." So, yeah, um, we we have we have probably um, a calendar that's that's um, assigned all the way through probably January of next year. So we, we have, yeah. and we're probably about every three weeks, we'll have an episode because we're trying to put people in, but, mm. you know, just to recognize the contributions of people and mm -hmm. on a career level, um, kind of looking at career highlights, but then the conversations, if, if, as you probably heard, yeah, really also delve into well, what kind of challenges did you face yeah. as a person coming, you know, building your career, yeah. um, you know, reaching this level where you are and, and then. Um, there's a bit of mentorship in there too. So for sure, um, we, we think that's incredibly valuable. And, and what we're really thinking is yeah, uh, recognition for now, but then mm -hmm. community. So we, we have a plan totally. to create yeah. community yeah. Um, and it could very well be a community that we yeah. lovingly, um, you know, push off from the dock, like a, like a ship you set sail and we'll let the community guide itself. We'll see how it all works out, but a yeah. community where, where everybody mm. uh, in women and loyalty can, you know, talk to each other, share ideas, um, you know. Yeah. We love that as women build. I, I don't need to tell you, we women, we love to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the collaboration, the community, all of that, I think there, there's, this has, um, yeah. it's not a campaign. That's what I wanted to tell you. It's not a yeah. campaign, but it's something that really, I yeah. think has a life and, and will go on. And we've, 
Yeah. So we're just yeah. very, very excited about it. And we've gotten a great response. And yeah, I, every, every one of the episodes I've listened to, I've made little notes. Like yes, I'm reading yes. some leadership book or I'm reading okay. a business book. And I've said, I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, look what she said. Look what she yeah. just said. Oh, yeah. You know. Amazing. And like yeah. that, absolutely as well. And it was one of your early guests. And forgive me, I can't remember the lady's name, but she specifically talked about the idea of taking an adult gap year. And it was between two big jobs. And I yes. was just, I honestly, I haven't stopped thinking about that, Bill. So I don't yes. know about you, but I never took a gap year when I went to, <laughs> you know, when I left school and started working. So I? I keep kind of going, when, when can I do that? I think this is a genius idea, but that's it all is. you need is one big idea just to kind of change, you know, the whole way you look at your career. That's right. No, absolutely. It wonderful. Is absolutely right. So yeah, it's wonderful. been wonderful. And we, okay. we have some extensions in mind. We'll probably, yeah. we'll probably continue on with some other ideas because there's some other segments within the yeah. our industry that probably deserve recognition as well. But this Women in Loyalty, it's been yeah. just fantastic. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. For Please sure. Be able to highlight these ladies. Of course. And I think you're right as well to pick up on community, Bill, because it's a topic that comes up on this show all of the time. I know it comes up in your own articles as well on The Wise Marketer. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we, we all do crave that. And again, I think the pandemic has only accelerated uh, the demand for people to be able to connect with people they trust. Um, and, you know, for me, certainly, you know, with my podcasting hat on, I go to those podcasting groups that I know connect with each other, say, for example, on Facebook. Facebook because mm -hmm. I can get great answers and I can trust people and I really want to have the same with loyalty. So I, I think it's extraordinary what you're doing. Right. Thanks so much. And that's the word, that's the other word, trust, right? Yeah, it, exactly. It, it's so necessary for us to be able to talk to people. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. the idea of having a personal board of advisors, you know, totally. I'm sure you probably have that group, small group of people that you go to and yeah. I do myself and yeah. It's been it's incredibly important, but you have to have that small group that you can trust. And so that's what we're hoping we can foster as part of that community is people that just naturally yeah. find affinity yeah. for one for another and, and they yeah. end up helping each other. Wonderful. Yeah. I think it's always the case. We don't know what we don't know. And it's only right. then when a client asks or a colleague or something, you go one moment, please. And you go off and, you know, as you said, check in with the community. Brilliant. <laughs> that's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> So the last section that I wanted to touch on, guys, was uh, what's coming next. So future developments. Um, I might start, Mike, with you on the Loyalty Academy side. Um, I know you're extremely ambitious and very excited, particularly that you're coming to Dubai in December. So, so let's have a chat about that. What exactly is the plan for later in the year? Well, um, we are going to run a full-scale um, certification workshop. Mm -hmm. uh, it will take uh, two and a half to three days. Okay. Uh, we're going to run it in Dubai, working on hotel contracts as we speak. Okay. But I've got two very good uh, friends of yours uh, who are uh, yeah. loyalty professionals who are knowledgeable about the marketplace throughout the Gulf region. Sure. And that would be uh, Mana Fernandez and mm -hmm. Chaya Bassi, who was yes. on your show uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago, I think. She sure was, yeah. Uh, Mana and Chaya run a consulting firm called Quick Brown Fox. Mm -hmm. A man of himself has been certified. He went through the whole thing on his own. Yes, he did. And uh, they're going to help me uh, from a faculty point of view, make Wonderful. sure um, we deliver context mm -hmm. that is um, uh, relevant to the region. In addition mm -hmm. to standard principles and practices. Brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah. Of what marketing that we always go through. So that'll be December 6, 7 and 8. Okay. Uh, we've got everything uh, figured out except for the hotel contract. Okay. But I'll tell you this, and we've done this before, Paula. 
Okay. Uh, you know, we've, we, we continue to invest back into our industry. We mm-hmm. believe in that. We believe in the industry. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say they do and they believe in their brand. Yeah. Uh, and again, I go back to the way I, I learned this space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to invest back into the entire industry. So we've been yeah. giving away scholarships. So we did some with you uh, yes. on your first anniversary. Yes, last well, year. <laughs> it's your second anniversary and we're coming to Dubai, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So I'll put a link in uh, after the podcast. Okay. So you can include it in the notes. Anybody who listens to this podcast when it becomes live, which I think you said was in two weeks. Exactly. Yes. August 26th. Right. Yeah. Anybody who listens can use a special Paula Thomas code. Okay. And um, uh, one of them will be, um, no, I'll tell you what, we'll make it better rather than making it one scholarship. We'll give them all a discount okay. to, to the event in Dubai so they don't have to pay retail price. Oh, wonderful. Okay. It's an exclusive Let's Talk Loyalty, loyalty discount. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's the Paula code. Oh, I love that, yeah. Mike. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. Okay. So we're going to do that in December. Um, mm-hmm. In 2022, yeah. if the travel situation improves, Paula, and it, yeah. it is in some places and it isn't. Yeah. Then, like, you know, you know, Ireland, you know that well, and you were there this summer. But sure. One, one week we're in. One week we're out. One yeah. week we're in. And then, you know, I, I talked with the um, our partners over there and they said, yeah, we could do an event, but we can only have 50 people, hmm. which yeah. means you can't make any money. They, yeah. They, they have, <laughs> right? yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's impossible. So okay. um, we're going to go to Dublin. We want to go to India really badly. We have a good partner over there. Yeah. And um, they're, they're probably in the worst go. Um, we've got some people in Southeast Asia, most notably Vietnam and Singapore. Great. Who would like to license our material, mm-hmm. um, translate it into, into native tongue and deliver it to their respective communities. Nice. But they can't, they can't go in person either. Mm, okay. uh, so it's a, it's, it's a, it's a problem, but it's a okay. temporary problem. I yeah. think that travel bans will be lifted at some point. Sure. And uh, we'll be able to go. Yeah, uh, so that's a big part of the future. We're mm-hmm. always looking for new ways to collaborate. Um, we put out a lot of new courses the last two years. Yeah, you did. And uh, uh, yeah, we're up to 25 courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 15 two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we bring it. We keep bringing in this guest lecture to co-create and deliver brand new mm-hmm. material. Yeah. Uh, so we've done it on mobile payments, mm-hmm. uh, liability. Yeah. Uh, gamification, loyalty fraud. These were all guest lecturers. Wonderful. And, um, you know, there are people that are coming from different markets of the world, uh, seven different markets represented, as well as our board. Our board has got, uh, you know, four from the U.S., one from Canada, one from the U.K., one from New Zealand. Yeah. And uh, the uh, participation helps us drive um, uh, new course development. So we're going to continue to do that. The space is changing, Paula. It changes every day. Yeah. It gets more advanced. It gets <laughs> something new. We've mm-hmm. got to cover these topics. Yeah. And um, even if it's just a um, an elective course and yeah. sometime in the future, we might have enough courses that will actually sit down and go to the beach and write a book. <laughs> there we go. We've all been talking about that, huh? We've got a lot of writing to do between us, huh? Well, you know, Bill would write a story book. I would write a textbook. That's the difference between the two. That's why we're such great partners. Exactly. So, you know, I'm not interested yeah. in telling everybody about all this stuff uh, yeah. that way. I'm interested mm. in laying down 
basic principles, For sure. practices, yeah. accelerated schemes, if you will, yeah. um, the use, proper use of data, yeah. as well as all the communication tactics and reward tactics that exist. Yeah. And if you put it into a, into a guide, into a book, yeah. I think more programs would look better. And some of this criticism that, you know, loyalty is bribery, mm-hmm. uh, some of this criticism would just kind of go away. Yeah. Uh, we have to do things the right way and it's changing. Mm. So uh, I look forward to the next couple of years because I think you're going to see yeah. um, a rapid pace of change um, just as we have seen in the last couple of years. Wonderful. Yeah. You've reminded me of, of the book with, you know, that I should be writing. Uh, let, let's see where I am on my third anniversary. But a few people have said to me, because, you know, obviously we opened this show with a, a favorite loyalty statistic, that actually there's been some really good ones shared over the last two years. So at some point when I have, you know, five minutes to, to spare, I should probably sit down and go, OK, let's write a book on, you know, favorite loyalty statistics over two years. I don't know. Anyway, it's on the on the to do list. What can I tell you? <laughs> a lot of possibilities. A lot of possibilities. And Bill, from your perspective, then what's what's next for the wise marketer? Quite a bit. You'll one thing you'll that you that's right around the corner that you may not notice is a new website. So we we've been working on a new website format for quite a while. So oh, great. a little bit of sprucing up on the inside as much as it, as it is on the outside. But lovely. Um, that, that's essentially um, yeah. something that you'll see very soon. And then. Um, Mike didn't mention it probably only because it's a work in progress, but we'll also see um, a new learning management system that we're planning to put into the Loyalty Academy. So the Great. whole experience around learning is going to change. It's, oh, it's going wow. to be what it should be. So it's, yeah. We've yeah. always felt like the content is so strong and we just wish the, the experience mm. was just a, a tad bit more mo- modern. So yeah. anyway, that's happening. But probably the big thing is we're um, we're just officially announcing the Wise Marketer Research Group. So we Great. felt like with yeah. the accumulation of knowledge, with the uh, the vault that Mike talked about, that there was yeah. an opportunity for us to do a yeah. couple of different types of research. Some mm-hmm. just for um, on our own account that we can publish, uh, mm-hmm. so that the for the benefit of the marketplace in general. But also, we have so many um, companies, organizations coming to us and saying, you know, I'm really trying to figure out. I'm trying to answer this question. Yeah, and yeah. and so you know, I dare say we're probably the 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 least biased, most independent, you know, sort of, I hope totally. trustworthy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that it's uh, it's a natural thing. So we're, okay. we're satisfying a natural market demand there with people just saying, gee, I'd like to know yeah. uh, wh- what is the trend here? What's happening? What's, what are the opinions? So Wise Marketer Research will, will be able to provide those kind of research projects, um, probably also just do related yeah. work around that if there are other kind of market intelligence mm-hmm. or yeah. competitive information surveys, all, all those sort of geographic comparisons. So yeah. that'll all be part and parcel of, of wise marketer research. Okay. And then, you know, the other thing I just wanted to mention, because Mike just triggered a thought. Um, we've been blessed with a, a wonderful host. Her name is Cindy Faust, who yes. stepped up to become our, our host for Women in Loyalty. Yes. And naturally, you know, we thought there'd be a commercial arrangement there. And so we talked to her about that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I don't know if you, Cindy is, was formerly a senior officer with AMIA in North America and She's instrumental fantastic. in that business and just yeah. a wonderful person. So yeah. she, um, you know, it's, it's what we've run into that makes us love this business so much. She came back to us and said, you know what, I, I like women in loyalty so much. I really don't want any compensation from whatever efforts I have. I'd rather see you take some wow. equivalency and put it into a scholarship fund. Oh my So that's goodness. something else that, um, 
That's you know, wonderful. not quite ready to announce the the, the exact the way it works, but yeah. But that is going to be um, a reality, thanks to Cindy, that we're going to create a little scholarship in Women and Loyalty, and uh, we'll acknowledge her as part of it because she's been real, so gracious in that. So, yes, you know, these are the kind of things that make you feel like you're doing the right thing. You know, totally. when people when people give back like that. So okay, wonderful. Yeah. Well, well done, Cindy. That's extraordinary. Yeah. So on that note, Bill, and um, with all of that incredible stuff, as we've said, the Wise Marketer has been on an extraordinary journey already, about 15,000 articles available for people and uh, and obviously every single week, fabulous new content being added. So if people do want to reach out uh, to you, Bill, first and foremost, where can they reach you? Really the best thing, of course, my personal email address, which is billh at thewisemarketer.com, but there's yeah. also um, a contact us page there. And yeah, um, that circulates amongst all of us. So anything, okay. whether you're interested in, in submitting some content or asking yeah. about research or yeah. interested in uh, participating in an event, anything like that, women in loyalty, just um, go right to okay. that contact us page. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Mr. Capizzi, where can people find you if they have any uh, questions or comments on the Loyalty Academy? Same thing. The best way is to fill out a contact us form uh, on the Loyalty Academy website. Okay. Uh, I read those uh, every day. We get requests every day. Um, Wonderful. Mar Margaret is also a great resource for us, Paula. I think you know that. Yeah. Because uh, she kind of runs all things faculty and um, of course. Uh, she reads those as well if I'm traveling or something. So okay. uh, just contact us form at the uh, Loyalty Academy and, um, yeah. you know, subscribe to the Wise Marketer people. It's free. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. And don't forget to follow the Loyalty Academy uh, on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Well, listen, um, I will make sure to put links to both of you and all of the fantastic assets that we've talked about today. So just want to say, uh, so happy on my second birthday to be joined by both of you guys. Really means a lot that you're here today. So Mike Capizzi, uh, Director of Education at the Loyalty Academy. And of course, Bill Hannafin, Chief Executive Officer at uh, The Wise Marketer. Thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Happy birthday, Paula. Happy anniversary. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.